Hi, this is Julie Mackin, and we are speaking of social justice. This is a fantastic opportunity for us today. We're joined by my colleague, Dr. Robbie Lloyd, and he's going to be talking about the draft National Care and Support Economy Strategy, which has just been put out by the Prime Minister's Department. And Robbie, maybe you could give us a bit of background to the, well, to the call out, really. What yeah. do they want? Thanks, Julie. Well, we know the Albanese government in the run-up to the election were making a strong declaration that Labor cares. And hopefully this is uh, going to lead to an expression of that in practice. So we've got till the 26th of June to respond to a discussion paper which covers a very economic framing of how people are looked after in the areas of mental health and ageing and disability and childcare. So in it, the, the strategy itself runs to many pages and you've put in a submission that highlights that for the last 20 years we've been caught in uh, a kind of neoliberal framing where care has been monetized and we have only understood care in terms of individuals as investment opportunities for private operators to make a quid out of us, whether it's in aged care or disability or whatever, which is pretty grim. And certainly the pandemic demonstrated how hopeless that is. Where do you start with your submission? Well, I think the first thing we need to do, especially coming from not just the church point of view, but as members of the community, we need to return to community. We want people to get well and stay well in their community. Whereas what's happened in the aged care area, in the NDIS debacle, is that care has been atomised into a package for every individual. So people are now customers and they've got a care package and that's delivered by an organisation that's getting paid to deliver that care. It has nothing to do with their relationship with their community. So part of the problem here is that, and we're seeing it across the board in all sorts of areas, that, that what was once a public service, what was once held by all of us in common as part of our public right has been privatised. Um, so how do we, like in a, obviously privatised means for profit and for profit means that everyone's got to be a problem that can be solved with a kind of cash structure around them. I mean, that's a big structure to try and bring back to a kind of publicly held community-based care model. Where do we even start? I think the first thing we need to do is to get the people who are the customers at the table in the planning and in the delivery with their lived experience of what these services are meant to do for, for other people and that those things happen in community settings, not in individual people's homes or units, uh, but in places where people are put into community settings of their own choice and where they get to have a set of preferences for activities they're really keen on, not just uh, ticking off an individual care plan with an agent who comes to their home and then that all gets unit costed and priced and delivered to an individual. So uh, yes, we've got a lot of unpacking to do, 
But a lot of this is not just about private providers, it's also about non-government organisations that have ended up being corporatized. So they've had government funding for through a tendering process and they've got just as, if you like, business-like as private businesses. So everybody does want efficiency and effectiveness, we have no question about that, but that's become a piece of jargon for, oh sorry, that's not in your package. This is the limited amount of stuff that you're going to get as a customer. I guess too, in all of this, I mean, you know, it is the community that needs the support, but it's also workers that are exploited up the wazoo, really in the, you know, running the labour hire places that just run people. Uh, COVID made it clear that they were employing agents or labour hire folks across multiple areas and they had to work across multiple services because the pay is so bad. Does this tie into the current campaign now where the government's trying to say if you should be paid the same amount for doing the same work, Absolutely. which just strikes, you know. And of course, now we've seen the business sector come out campaigning against that. Yes. We need people to be under industrial awards with a guaranteed level of pay and valuing their work. And the government has been to Fair Work Commission with the beginning of this in the, in the aged care area. We had a childcare wage phenomenon happening even with the previous government. So what we need to do is go on and bring these guys to the table. The customers and the workers helping to design and then monitor and evaluate how a new set of programs comes up under our care and support economy strategy. It's so interesting that the economic frame is the only way things are spoken about now and yes we want all that to be fair and equitable but we also want people's quality of life to be genuinely improved and that happens when they're in the company of other people yeah well isn't that the triumph of neoliberalism though that neoliberalism hasn't just hijacked and prioritized the economy above all else it's also stolen language so that it's even hard to talk about things like uh, the dignity, the humanity, the community, the all of the things that actually we we all value as people, none of that has any place in an economic strategy put together by, you know, a kind of neoliberal orthodoxy. Not that I'm going to go on about that for much longer, but it's really interesting, Robbie, because it was I think it was Pope Leo, post you know in the emerging days of the industrial revolution, who came out and wrote a papal encyclical on the dignity of work and called for Catholic social teaching to embrace collectively organising in the defence of workers. You know, it's over 100 years since that encyclical was written, but here we are again, and uh, it's not the Pope calling for it this time. It looks like it's the Prime Minister, so that's all good. (laughs) Okay. Exactly, and, you know, just to follow on about the Catholic social teaching, For all faith-based groups, the precious value of each person is also included in the common good, that we are all human together. And so whether we are living with a disability or we're just ageing or we've had a mental health challenge uh, or we're, uh, we're early in life and we need nurturing as a very young person, all these things need to happen in the company of other people, not as... Uh, a unit costed customer 
And so I think the job we have um, in the Catholic Justice and Peace Department is we need to argue for coming back to community settings, having accountability back to the community and especially to the the people who are going to be the customers and the workers involved in these care and support activities. Robbie Lloyd, thanks very much. Pleasure.